the game every time is to 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 do the most degenerate fucking thing, print the most money for ourselves as we can, and then they can't believe it when the party stops, right? And the music cuts out, and yeah. then everything falls to the earth. And then they don't pay for it because no. they get bailed out by mm-hmm. our system. So whether you like it or not, or whether you're listening to me right now and you think this conspiracy shit or not, there's a revolution coming for our financial system. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be spearheaded by de- decentralized finance space because we now have a weapon to use in this war and we don't have to just sit here and take it from you anymore. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, and my name is Stephen Green. Stephen, wow. Mm-hmm. Stephen. A lot of people know me as Stephen who do not know me and they read my name from a form mm-hmm. or perhaps from an identification service. Yeah, it's really bad branding that you put Steve everywhere if you go by Steven. Well, okay. Um, Sorry about that. But today, we have a very special episode because, once again, we are talking about cryptocurrency. But one of the very interesting things, well, I want to basically keep you guys up to date on the interesting things in the space. And we're going to talk about some of the most amazing things. Oh, you got me. That crypto is doing right now. Did you even mention that we are drinking some martinis? We have some martinis right now. They were made from our Keurig Drinkworks, not sponsored. It's not sponsored, but, but we're talking Keurig, about it everywhere. We would like to, we would like a sponsorship. We yeah. are auditioning to be sponsored. We love Keurig Drinkworks. If you're listening, you want to make a little drinky drink and talk about some crypto. <laughs> I think those two things mix somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you guys all know about Bitcoin. If you listen to the show, you know about Bitcoin at least. Okay. Or if you're on our Patreon, we do a crypto corner with Correct. Steve and we go even deeper than Bitcoin. Much deeper than Bitcoin. We talk about a lot of the stuff I'm about to talk about, actually. Some, oh, some of the different applications that crypto has. Okay. But we go much deeper on there, obviously, because I have I have more of an ability to like pull things up and like look Screen at charts share. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, exactly. All Just that kind of stuff. A different jam. Okay. So what do I got to know? I got money. I want to put it in bitcoin but i don't know what to do i don't know what i'm doing well right now is key key difference right now between putting money into bitcoin and putting money into crypto oh shit because the altcoins right now are kind of what's going to be popping here what's the difference well bitcoin is its own blockchain uh and a lot of the altcoins are based on the ethereum blockchain so they're called erc20 tokens Mm. okay that's just what they're called it's nothing fancy about it erc20 that's what they call erc20 okay And uh, a lot of the things that you've, you've probably heard about, even if you're the biggest normie of all time and you don't barely know crypto, you've heard about the NFT uh, yeah, dude. explosion. An NFT means non-fungible token. And we're talking about, um, I mean, there's so many different applications, right? You have, I mean, art mm-hmm. is one. People are taking their art and they're basically... It's almost like licensing in a way. That's mostly what I've heard of them for. I've also heard uh, Jack Dorsey did an NFT for his tweet. He did. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's so many applications. I mean, dude, like we're talking about there's this and I'll get into a little bit of the different projects too, just to help you guys. Like if you're interested in looking into this stuff more, you'll know where to go. There's one called Flow, F-L-O-W. And they actually have some very unique partnerships within the NFT ecosystem. They are partnered with, for example, with UFC, with the NBA. And what they're doing is they're doing this thing called uh, NBA Top Shots. And this is crazy, right? Okay. So think about being a kid. Okay. And you get a basketball card or you get a baseball card. And okay. it's just a, an image of, say, Michael Jordan or Wade Boggs or you know Nolan Ryan, any of those guys, right? And it's just a little stationary card of them doing something, right? Yeah. Michael Jordan's dunking. Some guys hold Ooh, the bat. Or you get the holographic ones where they're like in motion kind yeah, of. Yeah, they're moving a little bit. Yeah. And we all like that shit the yeah, best, didn't cool. we? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, now with NBA Top Shots, and this is one of the first um, things I've seen on this, mm-hmm. you actually own a clip of the character, whoever it is. Like there's one of the, one of the main ones right now. Um, if you go to NBA Top Shots, you can just Google it. You can see a, 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 a shot of LeBron James dunking and mm-hmm. it's going for $200,000 right see, now. See, this is what I'm most interested in when it comes to NFTs because I think when a lot of people think NFTs, they think of it as the art or as a, a static image, right? But There's the so fact that licensing. you can, you can, yeah, the licensing for owning moments, yes. like owning moments Sports in time. moments in history, mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. And when 
people are listening, okay, just to help you understand. When we're talking about owning, it's just like owning a, a, a baseball card. They're, they only printed 1,200 of them, right? I could take a picture of that on my phone and I could reproduce it and copy it, but it's a fake. Mm-hmm. The, the, the company, whoever it was, Tops or whatever, they only made this many cards. And so that's what's happening on the blockchain too. And because the, the way the blockchain works, you can issue a certain amount of, say, tokens, right? But that, that would be this particular one. Say it's the LeBron dunk. Mm-hmm. and say you're only doing one of them. Well, that was only one of them of this particular moment in NBA history that you can actually receive from the blockchain and into your own crypto wallet, and you uniquely own it. It is yours. You can't make more. You can't print more. They could issue like a second edition or something like that. I haven't heard any plans to do that. Yeah. But, it, but as far as the initial genesis, when they first created that LeBron dunk, that's the original whatever printing was. Right. And it's, and it's so incredible to see, if you go there, you can see the way they set it up where it's kind of, um, it's, it looks three dimensional and they have like stats on the back and they have like a bunch of information about the moment, mm-hmm. but the front of the front facing image is LeBron dunking it and you can constantly watch it over and over again in a loop. Huh. And know that you own that you moment. Own it. It's yours. I think that's so fascinating. And nobody can take it away from you. It's on the blockchain. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like, and it's funny too because I remember a couple years ago we were doing JK News and I was talking about this thing called Crypto Kitties and everyone was laughing right. about how stupid it is. I've heard of this that people were buying kitties, um, for on the blockchain through Ethereum and basically like each kitty is unique. Yeah. So each one was worth a certain amount of Ethereum at the time, and people were spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases on little on these little kitties <laughs> because there's only one of them, mm-hmm. and so, um. Everyone was laughing about that, but that was like the that was like a ladder step towards this kind of application. Why do they laugh at that, but not Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Well, they should laugh at Yu-Gi-Oh cards the hardest. I'm just saying, like they're the same. It's like the same concept. Well, look, no, but look, when you think about the like crypto, right? And mm-hmm. like you, you think about people talking about Dogecoin, all this stuff, and how crypto is this big scam. Right. And then you hear people are buying kitties for like a million dollars or whatever. Then you just you equate it with the scam that you've already like identified in your head. And you just go, ha, see, I knew I was too smart for crypto. But I mean, like, nothing really has any value besides the value that people place on it and but society decides as a whole. You are way too smart to talk to those people because those people will dismiss something because it sounds absurd. Right. And okay. they did. Yeah, I've talked to those people for sure. Yeah. And now they're sitting here on the sidelines. Well, Ethereum's like $2,000 each. So. Right. Good luck with that. How much was it before when everyone was laughing at it? A couple hundred, if uh, that. Maybe 80 bucks at one point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's the point though, is that all this stuff has a future. As silly as it may be seemed when you first heard about it, that doesn't mean you should copy paste that thinking into the entire ecosystem. No, that's dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, NBA top shots. That's one that I think I mean you're gonna have and you're gonna have the NFL come in, I bet. I don't know if it's with flow, mm-hmm. but they already have UFC, they already have NBA. Like they already have some other um, ones. I, I think it's it's a pretty promising coin as far as like future use cases go wait what's the coin called again flow flow right right, right. like progressive Uh, uh, yes unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) no i heard she's really nice she's like an improviser yeah she is uh well i don't know her in person but i've heard the same thing so right now though so like in case you're thinking about you're hearing this you're going okay well yeah that's for the rich people only or whatever no they actually have it so you can just buy packs on nba top shots for like a couple bucks and then you open it with the hopes, just like buying baseball cards, basketball right. cards, of getting like a, a rare oh, one. That's cool. That's super cool. I really like that concept. It's exactly what we went through as kids. Pokemon cards. That will be on here, I guarantee. It. Not not on Flow. I don't know about that. I'm talking about on NFTs. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's already a couple Pokemon cards in NFTs, but I think that actual Nintendo, like they will, like whoever that they'll is, they'll start gradually. Pokemon Leasing. Studios or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they'll start to do it because it's such a huge. Imagine industry. owning Pikachu. Imagine owning a Pikachu and you look at it and he's like supercharging. Yeah. And like and you own that you moment. Own <laughs> That's and, and you're one of like maybe a wild. thousand people who own it. Wild. You're one of a thousand people. Because because just like when they printed those Charizards and all that stuff, like when everyone talks mm-hmm. about you get the Charizard and it's worth like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fifty grand, hundred grand. If were, it's, that's cool, it will always stay in mint condition. 
you like have you to finite them out. Exactly. Yeah. And people can still lose them. Like, like it's got the same kind of um, yeah. deflationary potential. But you don't it. have to worry about your little brother fucking eating it when he's two or whatever. You just have to hope that your little brother doesn't steal your private key and then send your, your, your card off chain yeah. just to his wallet. Or, or, or you have to hope that you don't lose your keys. Mm-hmm. Say so you send it into your wallet and you lose your keys, your password to that wallet, right? Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. But this is what I'm talking about. Like all this stuff in the next couple of years is going to be like mainstream normalcy. And it, it extends <clears throat> all the way, like you said. Well, there's one called Decentraland. Mm-hmm. This is an entire digital environment that's rendered in 3D. And you you basically live in it. It's just like the other game called like uh, Life something. Mm. I can't remember. Our Second Life? Second Life. Mm. It's just like that Second Life game, but it's via nfts in crypto so as you play the game the item the items that you get are uniquely yours and you can send them to somebody else without the game even caring that or like controlling it like they're your items that's so crazy isn't that crazy oh man imagine animal crossing where you could put furniture items that no one has hey how about in animal crossing when you guys were like putting up patterns and making your own yeah 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 you could do that i made a whole m&m room we can we can move on. <laughs> My flag was Eminem. <laughs> but yeah, so in this game, you have NFT land. Yeah. Like there's plots of land that you can get that are uniquely yours. Like huh. it, you can transfer that property. And that kind of helps you understand where our world can go. Because yeah. that can all happen in real life as well eventually. You can get so conspiratorial with this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like the pandemic. Like now we could only buy fake land. <laughs> <laughs> by the way i saw an nft earlier today i was on mintable just fucking around and i saw an nft for buying area 51 land mm-hmm. like it just goes to show that's great like there's just some absurdity in the space where somebody just took a picture of area 51 like this is area 51 land you own it on on an nft so yeah those it's rife with a bunch of bullshit too yeah of course because it's a new thing but well that's always gonna be i mean i mean look at the counterfeit market and look at art yeah, like exactly Who's to say art, like art, art market? It's right. Huge. It's huge. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Jack Dorsey's first tweet. His first tweet was, "I'm setting up my Twitter." T W T T R. Uh, that he left out the I yeah, and the he, E. He didn't. No vowels. He did not even write his own company correctly, which I think is good for his brand. I, Cryptic. I think, oh, because there was only a certain amount of characters. Maybe, oh, maybe that's why. Maybe he was like originally ten characters max, or whatever. why would he use setting? And like, instead of Twitter, hmm? just setting up my Twitter, just use, use Twitter and just say setting. like you can fuck with setting a little bit. I don't mm. know. Anyway, point being, he sold that NFT of his first tweet for $2.9 million. Oh my God. Like he needs extra money. Well, no, but he, it was just he, for principle, he right? He donated it to give directly, okay. which is for COVID relief. Yeah. Let's just to show like I support NFTs. Yeah. And he's super bullish on crypto. Yeah. Like he's a very crypto. Bull. I love that. I mean him, Elon. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I enjoy it too. It's like, there's like this, um, I don't know. It's almost this like steampunk thing going on with crypto right now. Like, yeah. It's like there's this alternate. It does feel like punk rock. Punk rock yeah. thing going on. Yeah. Exactly. And there is a lot of punk rock realities to it, too. Um, so, yeah, I thought all that was super interesting. I mean, basically everybody who is famous, and this is just one of those first adopter problems that you have. Everybody who's famous has a huge advantage in the NFT marketplace. Yeah, totally. Because they can take all of their things and like just put them in an NFT and they're going to be top of the charts. Yeah. But you have to remember, just like an early adopter who... When Blue Blu-ray first came out, the the their their players were super expensive. Yeah, and the people who were using them first were rich people. So eventually, because a bunch of people got in the space, it all kind of filtered down. Honestly, I don't mind that that much. I know people like complain about that, but I don't want to be the first people because you are buying something at, at the most expensive price and potentially the most buggy. Exactly. Like they haven't worked out all the kinks yet. I would rather have them test it. That's why when they say early adopter, it's just like when you buy, say, a Steam game and it's early access. Yeah. It's the same idea. You could be buying a buggy piece of shit and then you have to deal with it. Yeah. So it's a risk. It's less of a risk for rich people to take. So Exactly. And, and they so get they, to the they get to say that they're, you know, in, in this exclusive thing because exactly. they have something most people don't. It's like Clubhouse. <laughs> is it? I don't know. 
It seems like everybody's on Clubhouse. I joined Clubhouse, but I I, I don't have the attention span. Same. I, think. I can't handle all the buzzwords. Yeah, and just like oh the bios, I don't know. Oh my it God. just seems like LinkedIn with audio. <laughs> it is. It's it is. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, I made fun of Twitter when it first came out. Look, I'm too. sure you'll be a Clubhouse creator soon, and yeah. you'll be known for it. Uh, okay, so we're, let's move on to one of the other amazing things that crypto is capable of that mm -hmm. this is cutting edge shit that i'm about to talk about too wow so this is about savings account upgrades when you think of a typical savings account nikki describe it to me um it's a place where you go to burn your money <laughs> <laughs> well describe it to me in the most rote terms in the most what rote oh like sim like, like simplistic basic bitch okay so you should have savings everyone knows that you should save for a rainy day um so you put your money into an account. It's typically a bank that's FDIC insured. And um, it will, you know, if you put it in a high yield savings account, I say high yield in quotation marks because the yield right now is not very high no. by any standards. But, um, you know, it's more than if you were to go to your checking account. So a, a high yield savings account right now, Ally is one that I use. There's a few others, but they're about 0.5% interest rate. It pays you an interest rate. Essentially what they're doing is borrowing your money that you have just sitting there. They use it to loan out to people and then they give you an interest rate. So what um, can you do inside of your savings account? Not much. What do you, what, like, what, like what can you do? Uh, you just let your money sit there and- you Put money in, you pull money out. Yes, that's, basically that's it. it, yeah. Okay, so let me tell you guys about something that just actually, this was just announced in demo mode today. But this just gives you an idea of what's coming, right? So there's this project called Cash.io. It's an application, not a project. But it's called Cash.io. And it's an all-in-one service that basically allows you to move your money between your savings account, uh, which would be set up on this application, right? Mm -hmm. Using this great um, crypto ecosystem called Terra Luna. Like, it's, it's a whole blockchain. It's its own unique blockchain. So okay. there's like... Bitcoin has a blockchain, Ethereum has a blockchain, Terra has its own blockchain, right? Okay. They can do a very high amount of transactions very quickly and very cheaply. So they're getting a lot of hype within the past couple months. And uh, this is one of their applications. So they already have one called Anchor Protocol. And Anchor is, think about Terra on the top of the pyramid, okay? Okay. Anchor is underneath it. It's one of the applications of Luna. And basically, it allows you to have a high uh, interest savings account where they pay you twenty percent fixed. What? Yeah. So, so you say so you put like five grand in there. Uh huh. You're getting twenty percent on it. Wait, that's insane. Yeah, because they're they're basically doing what Nikki just described. They're borrowing your money. Uh huh. And then they're paying you back, like what they're doing with your money. Okay, I have a question. I have yeah, a question please. as a as a normie. Yeah. Okay, um, because I. I honestly, I know you would think that since I'm married to Steve, I would know a lot about crypto too, but I don't. No. Um, so I have all the same questions that you might have. Uh, I am wondering, so with a savings account, mm -hmm. obviously it's US dollars. If you, Oh, it's depending on what country you're in, right? But here, for me, my savings account is US dollars. Okay. Um, and I get 0.5% on that and it fluctuates with the inflation of US dollars. Mm -hmm. Uh, with this Terra Luna, is it still in U.S. dollars or does it fluctuate with the coin? So it's in a stable coin called UST, uh -huh. which is U.S. Terra. It's it's actually one of the top. It's in the top 100 now in coin market cap, and it's got um, billions of dollars of market cap right now because it's being used a lot. But basically, the idea is that you convert your U.S. dollars into UST. Okay. And then you're you're basically staking it on their platform and receiving 20%. And UST is going along with the US dollar. UST is always fixed to the US dollar. It okay. Is, it is a stable coin. It gotcha. It's fixed. So that's what's unique about it is that it's so like- you're, you can't lose money. You can't lose money. Huh. And, and it pays you 20%? That's the kind of applications that crypto can do. What the do. fuck? It's an unbelievable. I mean, that if they can pull this off, yeah. That could change the world. Absolutely. Because your, your money mobility completely changes. That beats the, the stock market. It beats anything I could name. Yeah. So 
this is all very early stuff. Like I said, Cache.io just came out today. Mm-hmm. I was fucking around with it in the in the test format because that's all that exists right now. But it is so basically imagine having a decentralized Robinhood. Okay. Where you can not only buy stocks and move money mm-hmm. uh, in, in and out of it, but you can also dump it in the same application into a savings account earning 20%. What? The Get your fucking head around that. I can't. Exactly. Because it this doesn't is, exist yet. That's why this is the mind-blowing shit that's going to change the game. Like It's going to change the, the financial This system. reminds me so much of the internet. Being uh, Some of you might not have been around, but I'll, I know a lot of you ha- were in the 90s when the internet was becoming mainstream. And there were so many... I, there were so many non-believers because oh, yeah. I mean my parents grandparents are Isn't like Buffett a non-believer? Yeah, yeah because it's like it's so hard to wrap your head around and not only wrap your head around but believe that the general public will adopt this as a widespread thing yes you know yes I think that's I, this reminds me so much of that so one of the things that you can do right now with Tara Mm-hmm. is they have another thing. So top of the pyramid is Terra. One of them underneath it is Anchor, your savings account. One of them, say to the right or left, is this thing called Mirror Protocol. M-I-R-R-O-R, like a mirror mm-hmm. protocol, where it mirrors, it creates synthetic assets, which I've talked about on the show before, right. of stocks and commodities and puts them on the blockchain as stable coins yeah. so that you can always be involved with the price action. It's of these like things. it's creating a parallel universe of decentralized. That's stuff. what's going to happen. <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. So that's what I'm saying. People don't understand. Yeah. But they're basically replicating all of the the financial system on the blockchain. Wow. And you can participate in it, and you're not this huge entity. Uh huh. So you don't have the ability to squash the little guy because the little guy is an individual in this decentralized space. So you can actually use your money, buy, say, GameStop synthetic stock, Mm -hmm. ride the price action of that, and then say it goes down or whatever the fuck, you're you're like, I don't know about this right now, went down 8%. Cash it on the same application into your savings account where you're comfortably earning 20%. So I just want to confirm, though, like if you are investing in synthetics, you're just capitalizing on the price action. You don't actually own a part of the company as you would if you had a stock. Exactly. You are tethered to the price action. Huh? You do not have a certificate that says you own that stock. That enters a whole new set of values because I like the aspect of owning a piece of a company. Yeah, and you, know. you can still have that when you go to Wall Street and you buy stock. Right, right, right. But with this, this is for people who, who don't have the ability to do that. They live in, say, a developing country, a third world country, or or just they're not able to do that because their country doesn't allow them to participate in our stock market. Huh. Um, you can participate that way. It opens our financial system to everyone. Wow, I didn't think about that. Exactly. I bet some countries are blocked from exchanging on our yeah i mean right there's, there's a first world where you can buy a share of a huge company that that literally everyone's heard of right and then there's a place where you can't do that and that's a wild dream uh-huh that you have no ability to, or but to the fact that for. they have access to the digital world exactly. you know that those two two things can coexist that they cannot buy into a company but they can have access to the the, di- the digital yeah, world it, it, it kills the, the gatekeeper yeah. For them. Huh. Right? Wow. And and so that's what's so, I mean, there's so many reasons why it's amazing, but that's one of them. And then you might be asking, how, okay, Steve, how are they able to provide 20%, right? Yes. Okay. So the money market basically aggregates stablecoin deposits with matching denominations into a, like what's called a pool. Okay. Okay. And they call those markets. And borrowers, basically, they proceed from this pool. So they, they pull money from this pool, mm-hmm. right? Like as loans? What's that? As loans or what? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Borrows are proceeded from this pool. Okay. Interest gained from them is equally shared among all unit of stablecoin deposits. Gotcha. So that's that's the method and the math of how they do it. Okay. And they have an entire formula on the website. You can like look at it. Um, but this kind of shit, I think if they pull this off, these guys deserve a fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. Because it's, it, it would really be a, a game changer for everybody. Right. How many borrowers do they have that they're able to 
have that consistently millions and it's compounding daily interesting yeah and it this thing just anchor itself the savings platform uh-huh. uh just launched two and a half weeks ago and they already have millions of users so the idea is as it grows um that would you know obviously be even more comfortable so the next really cool thing that's going on in crypto that maybe you have not heard about is land registry in developing countries so there's a huge problem in developing countries where if you want to go there there's often not even ledgers that say like who owns what and where oh sometimes leaving that obviously open to fraud and all kinds of different like scenarios where yeah. people aren't sure who owns what where people can just say like oh i own that in some places that can happen yeah. and then you have to be able to provide proof and if you can't even if you've owned the place mm -hmm. you're in trouble right so there's there's a, a project called LTO Network, and they are partnered with the United Nations. They're a crypto project, okay. right? And basically, they have public and private layers to their what they it's it's called an enterprise focused blockchain, which just means it's just something that benefits companies more. It's not just a regular blockchain. It's something that they tailored and catered towards companies. Um, but basically, they have what's I don't mean to get too wonky here. Go ahead. So just slow me down if I Okay. Okay. But they have attained what's called GDPR compliance. Wow. Which is that a, is a lot. That's the, a mouthful. From the United Nations. Okay. That that basically to break that down, right? General data protection Re regulation, that's GDPR. Mm -hmm. Uh and it and it basically is about how businesses handle personal personal data. Okay. And so any company that doesn't follow those standards they get fined. They can face, face um, like all kinds of issues. Is this currently or this is in the future? This is how it is right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, right now. So, but this this blockchain company is GDPR compliant with their blockchain. I see. Which I see. is super crazy. Yeah. Because it doesn't really happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, it being GDPR compliant is a huge deal for, for businesses, which is why they've already been able to partner with IBM and some other huge companies. And basically they're, they're trying to, well, they're doing a lot of things, but it's, it's about, it's about registering information on a blockchain and making it easy for people to put and pull information from blockchains. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, you can say, Hey, this is the information, or you can say, Hey, I'm changing that information and you can do it quicker than in a normal smart contract. Okay. So that's what they're doing. That's really unique. And they're also helping with the land registry issue where you can have a decentralized ledger that has the land registry organized and it's on blockchain so it, it can't be hacked. Mm. So it's super cool shit. So security. Exactly. Yeah. Security, but also. All around security. Um, but also with land registry. Right. As, as one of the huge components of that which i mean you, you can imagine already having a partnership with the united nations i just think this one's yeah that's crazy i didn't know the united nations like outwardly supported cryptocurrency yeah or the well, crypto world they they like these guys so oh, great it's pretty cool that's awesome yeah and when we come back we will talk about some other very interesting applications that might blow your mind that's right it's gonna blow my mind because i don't know shit <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Cute. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay, welcome back. Shit they don't tell you live. It's not. So we're live today. It's not live. And so that means if we make a mistake, you know. Do you know what live means? I should start juggling. <laughs> you should start juggling? If I make a juggling mistake, everyone's mm-hmm. going to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nikki. Yes. What do you know about ride sharing? Uber. Uber. Lyft. Lyft. That's it, right? Yeah. Do they count those bird scooters? No, they, they shouldn't. No, I've they can't share that. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Do they count bicycles with the, the little pegs on the back wheels? Where of course you can not. Take your friend around. Of course not. Okay. Well, then they don't count. Okay. okay. What do I know about them? I know they Uber. Like I, I'm like, which one is cheaper right now? So, and but then, when you think about when you're actually, like, in the car, mm. what? Did what does the driver do? It's been a while because of this pandemic. Um, have not been in Uber since it started. Uh, would you say the driver does most of the work? I would, yes. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes they they get a huge percentage taken out of what they did because a company designed an application. Mm-hmm. They pair the requester to the driver, and it happens pretty instantly most mm-hmm. of the time. Right. And then they settle the payments, right? That makes sense. As, uh, I work on YouTube. I don't know if you've heard of it. Got a similar vibe there. Mm-hmm. What is it, 30% YouTube takes? For, uh, 60%. It's a fun time. Jesus, it used to be 30. Was it? 60%? They take 60? I can't remember if we get 60 and they get 40 or they get 60 and we get 40, but I know that we're getting fucked. Yeah, exactly. That's all I know. While they slowly lower you down in the algorithm and fuck around with everything. Yeah, it's definitely not 30, though. It's at least 40. It's a blast. Yeah. So, using blockchain, Mm -hmm. there are companies right now working on this. Um, There's one called Drife, which is they're trying to basically set this up I guess in India, but it's based on the EOS um, blockchain, which I'm not a huge fan of personally. EOS, not to get too crazy in here, mm-hmm. but if you're ever to look Picking up sides. EOS and be like, oh, I want to get some EOS, in my opinion, I think that's a horrible decision. Okay. <laughs> um, but he said what he said. This project is is on EOS. They claim that they want to be able to have a ride sharing system that pairs the driver to the end user. Mm-hmm via blockchain seamlessly, like basically taking the middleman out of the equation. Okay. So if you have a request, they can like match you without having someone, like some entity, some company with a bunch of people sitting in a corporate office and okay. trying to come up with different But there's ideas. still like a, a third party. It's this drive thing, but. Well, right, but. The, they're just not. So not like their huge. plan is to give drivers 100% of everything uh-huh. And then the driver pays an annual fee to okay. use the service. I was going to say, what do they get out of it? Yeah, they get an annual fee to use the service. Okay. Yeah. But that's this is kind of in, one of those things that's in the spirit of blockchain. Yeah, I like it because it's like you're, you own a franchise almost, like where you just buy the equipment, but you make 100% of the profits. Exactly. Okay. So that's that's one of the cool things I think could, could happen the next couple, like 10 years or so. I mean, that's obviously going to take a lot of R&D because... Mm-hmm. If somebody clicks that button and says, I need a ride, Mm -hmm. it has to be seamless. And a lot of the different ways that we use crypto right now, it's not seamless like that. Right. Like I said, it reminds me of the internet. Like, remember how long web pages took to load? You had to do it through your fucking phone. If someone was using the phone, it crashed whatever you were on. It took 
forever to load a page. I don't think children understand kids. When I say kids, I mean 20. Like if you're 20 and under, you don't get it. Like you're so lucky. We had to wait. I remember waiting like 20 minutes for a web page to load. I remember when cable and DSL got invented and it was like a a fucking magic. It was was a magic trick. Yeah, that was wild. Anyway, I think that that reminds me. So that just reminds me of like where we're at in crypto is like a 20 minute web page load, which someone might crash by picking up the phone. Yes. Yeah. Now I want you to think about the Netscape Navigator. Oh, God, all that shit. Remember? Yeah, of course. Okay, anyway. So now Netscape went b- bankrupt, too, because um, Microsoft just destroyed them, basically. That sounds by right. By offering what they did for free. Love, gotta love Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, so I want to bring up this other thing that I think is super interesting. So say I live in a developing country mm-hmm. or even just in a country where my government is not allowing people to question it. And I have a website. And I, my website is critical of that government, and I want to say fuck you to that government or whatever I want to say. Mm-hmm. They can find me. They can take my web page down. They can actually just contact the host, whoever's hosting my web page, have my web page removed via that mm-hmm. kind of censorship. Well, now I bring you into a world of decentralized web hosting mm. where you, you basically take whatever your website is, break it up into like a thousand pieces, Scatter it all across the internet via via the blockchain, and then you use like basically a almost like a, a sorter to put it all together on the blockchain, so that when you access it, it all lines up correctly and lets you access it. This reminds me of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, the one the part where the kid. Well, goes it's not into like TV. that. Well, he goes into a million pieces. Talk about Mike TV going into a million pieces. Yeah, right. I am. It's still, it's not like that. It's it's like that, but for a website. Not for a human being. Okay, I got to understand. Scatter human beings across the blockchain. There's an analogy. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple companies doing this right now. Okay. There's uh, Ethereum Name Service ENS is mm-hmm. one. Um, basically, the idea is that it's all designed to make the web like more open. Right. Fuck censorship. Fuck censorship. Punk yeah. rock. Like, let's go. Yeah. And you can think of all this stuff. As a way to, I don't know, just think about it the way that I initially described it. You don't need to worry about queer, querying resources, all this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't, you, don't, you don't need to worry about that stuff. But yeah, the idea is that you can host your own site and then you link it all back together with a blockchain registry. Wow. It's incredible. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think any, I don't think governments should regulate the internet. I mean, I get it for certain s- scenarios. I guess, like you know, like child pornography. Yeah, or, sex trafficking. Yeah, like things like that. But, gosh, like fuck, how come they get to own the internet? That's a whole other whole other thing. So, another thing that we all kind of participate in constantly in our lives that has value, at least to the companies that issue them, mm-hmm. and they have value to us, is loyalty points. Right, mm-hmm. like if I go to Jersey Mike's or whatever, I get like a fifth sub, I get a sixth sub oh, or whatever. That sounds so good, right now. Sounds good, right? Yeah, getting a Subway sandwich mm-hmm. sounds very good. But do you own those loyalty points? I mean, you do because when you go to their store and you say I have these, they say yes, we agree. Sometimes they're like, oh, we don't do that anymore, but we honor it. It's so fun. I know it's so it's so. Like, <laughs> I hate that shit. I know it's like so passive aggressive. I'm like. Okay, I've been like, here forever, if you're that sad and you need this, we'll yeah. give it to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of the cool things about about blockchain, there's several companies doing this one. I don't even have one to pick out, but there's a lot of um, places that want to basically take loyalty points and put them on the blockchain so that you can transfer them hmm. and actually, like, say I don't want, I don't eat there anymore because I found a hair in my whatever. Yeah. I can send it to my sister, who's like, I still eat there. Fuck you. I never had a problem with them ever, and. She can send me back something that I like. Say I like Sparrow. I'm the only guy who likes Sparrow. And she's like, oh my God, I found a schmuck who likes Sparrow. Guess what? I'm going to send him my Sparrow-like loyalty points. And if you put all that on the blockchain and you make it all so that it's permissionless and can be transferred, it has a value independent of what your relationship with that company is. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about you and the company and how the company determines if you can use it anymore. 
But now it's you and the company, and they determine if you can use it anymore. But you can also transmute that value to anyone you want. Huh. And you can trade it for anything you want. That's cool. So if I wanted to trade you for loyalty points, but then you have a cool NFT item that I like, yeah. and there's similar value, you just fucking trade it. It's like a marketplace. It's a whole marketplace that will eventually be cross-chain so that even if I'm on Ethereum or if I'm on Binance Smart Chain or I'm on you know Terra Luna, all these things bridge together. And you won't even know that you're going cross-chain because it's all happening instantly without you even knowing. Hmm. Like email. Jeez. Gee whiz, man. Can you tell this stuff turns me on or what? I can. Thank you. I'm just like, I don't need to see how the sausage is made. Just give me the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I already talked about synthetic assets. Yeah. Now I kind of want to talk a little bit about where I see a lot of this stuff going. Yes, please. Okay, so I've talked about how, I've talked about many times about how I think it's awesome that we're putting like we have these cycles and then I'm able to recognize what the market cycles are. Yes. Right. Like but, a trend. But what do you do like when it's not bull season? What do you do when it's not time to like fucking run around the house and be like, fuck yeah, we're killing it. Yeah. Like what do you do when everything's going down? You buy houses. No. Oh. The idea is that you now have access to synthetic assets that are tied to the stock market. So if you're like, hey, I think that crypto is going the fuck down because it's, say, March of next year, Mm -hmm. 2022, and you're like, man, we're back in a bear market. I'm not getting gains from my money in crypto. And that's that's really what all this is about, right? Mm -hmm. If you have your money somewhere, your money should be making you more money. Right. And even in crypto and everything else, like it's about getting your money to be the most strong for you. Or stopping it from inflation. Correct, because yeah. if you just sit it in a, in a regular bank account, you're susceptible to inflation, yes. and you're getting killed by it every year. So, during a Bitcoin and, and you know crypto bear market, well, now I can take my crypto, and instead of just either I put it into a stable coin, or I just go down with the ship. Now I can say, you know what, I'm going to put this into like an S and P 500 token, mm-hmm. like that's synthetically created on the blockchain so that you are not just sitting there in the crypto red you're actually participating in the market green Mm -hmm. of whatever you determine based on your research so you're not your crypto isn't stuck anymore yeah you can move it around with and it's not just sideways anymore yeah you can actually move it around and make gains even when the cycle's like going through a bear so that's so fascinating so this next iteration of the market cycle is going to be so unique because people will be using crypto to make money in the stock market but not <laughs> but not actually in the stock in the market, stock market. <laughs> are we in a punk rock universe or what how sick is that it's like shit? a rick and morty finance you know world. what i mean this shit's cool man yeah this shit's cool no it's great i anytime um like the middleman the authority gets taken out i'm like we love it yeah who doesn't love that yeah so that's another way, right, to start thinking about this. Because I know a lot of people are listening to this and going, well, you know, it always goes down or, you know, it's a bubble. How do you know when it's going to? How do you know? Yeah. But it's not really about that. And, and I have a friend who always says it's all about timing. It's not about timing. It's not about timing. Time in the market versus time in the market, right? Yeah. It's about being in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like being aware of the space, keeping up to date with it. You can just it. continually keep shifting it and it will keep growing essentially. I know people who lost 97% of their net worth in crypto and they never sold and now they're back oh that's what i'm talking about yeah and they're not just back they're like back and then they have like multiple six figures on top of it Mm -hmm. because they just didn't sell they're like you know what i know why i bought this shit and i've been reading about it for years yeah right and so yeah that's the way to to think about this stuff is like as these d as DeFi becomes more of something that we're all using that's another way to play the space as well do you think like it'll eventually x out regular fi like centralized finance 
Do you I, think it'll I'm so bullish on the space that of course I do, but I'm so biased because that I don't then trust myself. I'm, I'm com- yeah, because then it opens a whole doorway of like, well, either the stock market will cease to exist if that happens or everything just gets converted over into crypto and they find a way to regulate it, hence like destroying the whole nature of it. Well, let me let me explain this. There's a revolution coming whether they like it or not because uh-huh. what just happened with GameStop was a watershed moment. It was a tea party moment. Like fucking the original tea party, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like the Boston Harbor. Yeah. Like we're fucking chucking this shit in the We in don't the water. like taxes. Yeah, right. We don't feel like we're being heard anymore. Yeah. That's what it was about, right? Mm-hmm. When you melt it all away. So I think that when it comes to our financial system right now, you have hedge funds who are over leveraging. They literally can melt the market if they want to. They can pull a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and then they can blame the little guy mm-hmm. every time, which is what they do. Mm-hmm. Who'd they blame for the mortgage failures? They blamed the poor, poor people who bought houses they could not pay for. That's so stupid. And not the predatory lenders who were exactly. making junking checks, right? Ugh. But that's the game. That whole situation makes the, me... The game every time is to 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 do the most degenerate fucking thing, print the most money for ourselves as we can, and then they can't believe it when the party stops right and the music cuts out and yeah. then everything falls to the earth and then they don't pay for it no. they get bailed out by our mm-hmm. system so whether you like it or not or whether you listen to me right now and you think this conspiracy shit or not there's a revolution coming for our financial system mm-hmm. and it is going to be spearheaded by the decentralized finance space because we now have a weapon to use in this war and we don't have to just sit here and take it from you anymore and that's what's happening so there's there's Folks, crypto's worth two billion dollar or two trillion dollars today. It hit wow. the two trillion dollar mark today. It's not going away. And it's only gonna get bigger from here. And people who are who are who made fun of us for years and they laughed about this for years, they have no idea what's coming. Because do you know what a dis, what a, a Dow is? I only know about the, the Dow Jones. So there's this thing in crypto which I mean there's a bunch of iterations of it. But it's basically the decentralized autonomous, it's, it's a decentralized autonomous organization or DAO, okay. right? And basically uh, they are gr- entities of, of people and there's a lot of them in crypto. I mean, just just a lot of projects are DAOs like in and of themselves. Like if I take a crypto project, a lot of them are inherently DAOs because they are decentralized, they are autonomous, as in they, are, they have their own independence and they are organized because they're all working together towards a goal. Um, but they, I feel, are uh, amassing a huge amount of wealth and influence in this space. When we're talking about two tr- a tr- trillion dollar crypto market cap now, and now you're talking about Morgan Stanley coming in and like all these guys coming in. Banks are coming in, like they're gonna tr- they're gonna let you even use it, uh, even PayPal. Fidelity and all these guys, yeah, PayPal, all these guys are gonna start letting you mm-hmm. invest in crypto, have access to crypto in your portfolio, okay? I think that a lot of these crypto companies whose job it is to provide, you know, whether it's yield farming, which is basically just you stake your token and you earn a certain amount of tokens or, or, or crypto mm-hmm. on the, the crypto that you staked and they're using Basically that use the, you get paid interest in crypto exactly so whether you're doing that or there's i mean there's many different ways to make your project more valuable and as your DAO becomes more valuable your DAO has more power mm. so you're you're trying to almost just like a, a stock market right what is this what is the job of a ceo it's to increase shareholder value mm-hmm that's what's and about allocate to, capital. That's what's about to start happening in crypto. Well, that's already happening in crypto, but that's it's about to it's about to start to be a real force in our world with crypto, where you have projects that are trying to provide more and more value to their token holders, and the moves that they make will be more and more beneficial to their token holders, giving them even more power. So it won't be this thing that it's been where, like I said, the crypto bear market comes and all this shit goes away. They will be constantly amassing and consolidating power for their individual tokens and providing benefits to token holders that token holders don't want to give up. And 
almost creating like crypto. It's almost like crypto forming its own country that slowly gets bigger. Yeah, bigger. yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, or like a, like a continent with a bunch of different countries on, in it. But or, it's crypto. Yeah. And through crypto, all through blockchain, through guys sitting in their computer chairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I mean, to say I'm excited for this is an understatement. I think that. I didn't get that from you. you I, didn't, I didn't know how enthusiastic you I, were. I, I was think, like, I think he sits on the fence. I just think that. We actually have a shot at actually changing things for the first time in my lifetime. Yeah. Like, I think we could disrupt the war economies of the world and we could actually have governments that try to, that are incentivized to actually do things for their people because. Wouldn't that be nice? There are power centers now that can actually do something about it. Hmm. Well, your enthusiasm is contagious. Listen, man, whatever you do with your money compared to crypto, you fucked up. (laughs) If you just put it into crypto, as much as you've heard me bitching about crypto, no matter what you bought, unless maybe you GameStop, I think even including GameStop, if you just bought Bitcoin when it was $3,000 last March, yeah, forget about it. So point, not to, I'm not rubbing anything in anyone's face. I'm just saying this space is It's not burgeoning. too late. It's not too late. The space is burgeoning. I'm not telling you to buy anything or anything like that. Yeah. I'm telling you to please, please, please look into this shit because this is not going away. And- especially to these big fucking financial institutions. It's definitely not going away, which is why they're all trying to play ball with us. <laughs> exactly. That's fun. Yeah. That's so fun. I like when like the little guy gets to win. It happens so rarely that it we all so notice. Rarely. Yes. <laughs> and we're like, oh, exactly. wow. I think a little guy won today, honey. How about You're that? saying that our government might actually be incentivized to work for us? No. Nah. On top of all the money that they steal? <laughs> well, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see what happens Me too. from it. Me too. Yeah. And with that, everybody, thank you for listening. If you would like to get into more depth on any crypto subjects, you can go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. We do Crypto Corner, Steve's Crypto Corner. Um, we originally were like, let's do it once a month, but because I'm doing of it like all once of- a week. I love this shit. Yeah. Like, you can't stop me. Whenever he wants to do it, at least once a month, but you're getting it pretty much multiple times a month. Um, So if you're into that shit, go check it out. Uh, We also have bonus episodes of Shit They Don't Tell You, Cause Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark, where we get a lot more intimate. Um, And then we uh, do a We Just Woke Up, where we talk about things that we just uh, thought about once we woke up. Actually, this morning when I woke up, I'll give you a freebie. Oh, yeah, this is classic. Uh, Steve cheated on me in my dream, (laughs) and it was so fucking real that I couldn't look at him. Like I was just like, I, I, my heart is broken. I'm fast asleep. And I don't know, you know how sometimes you're dreaming and you can feel something like a presence. All of a sudden I hear Nikki's voice and she says, I know what you did. No, I said, why did you do it? 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 And then I wake up, my eyes open. I'm like, what? And she's like pained in her eyes. I was so it took the whole it was morning. the realest dream you've had in a while. I, it really hurt. It broke my heart into yeah. pieces because it was so real. <laughs> so anyway, that's what we would have talked about had we that's done it. We just woke up today. That's but, true. But um, yeah, there's that. And uh, there's a bunch of other stuff too. We do live streams. It's all it's it's a party over there. It's really fun. <laughs> Shout out to the Discord fam. To the Discord Patreon, fam. Patreon Shout Discord out. fam. Whoop, whoop. Um, anyway, subscribe. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Not financial. <laughs> <laughs>